0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Awe Stories. Each week we speak with some beautiful souls about self-care, radical self-love, and the practices that have led them to transform into being heroes of their own lives. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired and motivated in your own journey of self-discovery, ready to create greater presence and moments of wonder and awe in your everyday life. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today. So as I mentioned last week online, I just didn't really feel like posting a podcast was something that was going to be helpful. I felt like we needed to be present. And this is such a relevant and such a timely episode. We have Mark Brown from Zen Pig speaking with us today. He talks about all things mindfulness, parenting, and has an amazing book series called Zen Pig that if you haven't checked out or heard of, please go check it out. As always, you can find our show notes, resources, and links on our website at www.abrethoffreshaw.com. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Mark, so much for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I am honored to be here, really.
0: We're so thrilled you're here. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, yeah. So my name is Mark Brown. I am the creator and author of the Zen Pig series, It's a children's book series that teaches mindfulness, compassion, self-love, and all the evergreen values that it took me way too long to learn. (laughs) Um, So, yep, that's what we got going on there. I'm 32, married with a child, four-year-old son named Noble. And uh, yeah, I'm just out here, a practitioner like everyone else, learning, growing, unfolding, expanding, and just trying to live a very mindful and grateful life
0: we're big fans of your books in our home kinley has two of the books and she points at the pigs regularly and oh, has like not you. the word for pig yet but like yeah. the uh yeah there
1: we go that's a start i love that i love that thank you, thank you.
0: so how how did you get to where you are what can you paint for us a picture of what it looked like before you began mindfulness and what those practices are in your life today
1: you know, it's been so smooth sailing since I was born. I mean, it's just been, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I got here through a crazy zigzag uh, path, and I think that's just typical. And people don't want to tell you that, but it is very zigzaggy and up and down. And um, so, yeah, I i got here career-wise. Um, I started um, as a writer and director for healthcare commercials. I went to film school and... Um, wanted to make music videos and do artsy films um, but then bills started coming in which is weird they come in every month um, oh, and so, no. yeah that happened that happened to me and um, <laughs> and and so I said okay um, you know you I live in Nashville and you can't throw a stone without hitting a musician but you are <laughs> far less likely to hit a musician with any budget for a music video, (laughs) so um, I turned to healthcare, which this is a mecca for healthcare, Um, and so they were able to pay me for my services, and um, then my wife and I decided to start a family, and we had our son, Noble, Um, and so I had to put an abrupt halt to that because that type of lifestyle just wasn't conducive to the family life that I wanted to nurture, And so hanging out with Noble a lot, um, you know, I was just hanging out with him, trying to decide how I can rear him in in a positive way. And so I came up with Zen Pig. And honestly, I had no intentions of making it into anything except for something for Noble. I took it to my mastermind group. They said, you have to do it. You have to bring version one next week. And so that's how it started. And here we are.
0: I love it. What's the mastermind group about?
1: So for the last, I'd probably say six years, I've been in mastermind groups. The the latest one that I co-founded has been around for three years. So mastermind groups are um, any men and women that get together and they want to hold each other accountable. They want to listen to each other's vision. They want to support each other, uh, really just be a resource for one another um, instead of, uh, you know, it, it's hard to find that in, a, in an organic situation. You know, you, you probably won't run, run into people that are going to inspire you uh, at Publix. You know what I mean? You know, you're not going to have one of those conversations there. So it's, it's just a way for people to get together and hold each other accountable and, and really just support each other on their, their purpose and mission.
0: That's so beautiful. What a beautiful community to be a part of.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been, its it has is, it is literally been a night and day difference since I've integrated that into my life. I would encourage anybody, I don't care if it's just one other person that you, you make that commitment to, just holding each other accountable and speaking your vision, that really gives it the breath of life, I promise, and I've, I just can't recommend that enough.
0: So you brought the first version to the Mastermind group, and what happened?
1: Uh, You know, as an artist, I consider myself an artist. Uh, You know, I was definitely hard on myself. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know about this. This is kind of, I don't know. And they're like, I'm going to stop you there. Uh, You are going to make this, and you're going to sell it. And I wish that I could buy these original art right now. And so get to it. What's the deadline? And, you know, they just held me accountable to that. And, and you know, within three months, we had the first first title on sale and it's been great
0: so mindfulness is what the books are about
1: yes yes So
0: how did you come up with that as the theme or the grounding kind of foundations and principles for the books for kids
1: yeah so I I didn't discover the magic of mindfulness until I was in my mid 20s I would say and that one concept practiced consistently has made all the I'm getting goosebumps right now sorry um <laughs> has made all the difference in my life I mean it is it is the prerequisite to everything else upon which uh, which is built you know what I'm saying like I I'm big into um as you and I were talking about you know putting tools in our toolbox and and you know gaining skills and 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 moving forward with purpose and mission but without mindfulness um it's it's really shallow pursuits mindfulness really is the difference between understanding in a very deep way how wealthy you already are instead of just constantly being in search mode in desire mode in um unsatisfactoriness. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And so what did those early twenties look like without mindfulness? Oh my work?
1: God. Woo. <laughs> uh, is this a family show or, uh... <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely, um, I definitely was chasing the wrong things. I will tell you this, like I was all about Chasing the wrong things, you know. I wanted lots of money for the wrong reasons. I wanted status for the wrong reasons. I wanted. I kept telling. There's a an ATT tower here in Nashville that people call it the Batman building, and I was just like, my company logo is gonna be on the top of that tower. I promise you, and XYZ and blah blah blah, and uh, you know, I just really wanted it for ego purposes. I wanted all these things for ego purposes, and. Yeah, it was ugly. I was miserable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which you can laugh about now.
1: Yes, I'm 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 so grateful because I have something to compare what I've got going on now to. You know what I mean? Like I've been I've been submerged in darkness and it makes the light so much more piercing knowing what the darkness was like.
0: So, where did you start with mindfulness? How did you hear about it and learn about it?
1: You know ironically I attribute my spiritual journey my my personal unfolding ironically to a to a an amazing man who has passed he passed in 1997 his name was Carl Sagan uh, he is a science communicator he made the show cosmos and did so much more you know other things he was an um, avid atheist and, and you know, just a scientist through and through, but um, he, ironically, him speaking to the public about the universe and um, nature and our connectedness, that wet my appetite to learn more, um, and so I really attribute the the <laughs> everything to, to him ironically because he definitely wouldn't be on board with with everything that, that I practice, But, um, yeah, he showed me that this, this gorgeous universe, he really, um, unveiled it for me. And then I started digging personal study, you know, of course I started where most people did with books like, um, uh, you are here pieces every step that those are Thich Nhat Hanh books, you know, Eckhart Tolle, all of those, um, Jack Kornfield, like just devouring any, um, books that i could listening to podcasts tara brock has been such a major force in my life if if your listeners don't know who that is she has so many guided meditations that that'll really just unlock some beautiful moments for them so uh check them out but yeah that's kind of how it started and and it's really ironic and weird that an atheist um and there's nothing wrong with that uh brought me brought about a spirituality in me Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, it sounds like he planted the seeds of curiosity.
1: Yes, you know what? That's a great way to put it. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's a wonderful way to put it.
0: That there's just something more, something bigger than.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's wonderful. Yes.
0: Yeah, and so when you started these practices, I guess I'm curious too, Mark. um, Can you speak to the the differences? I think you know, yoga and mindfulness or meditation. This world is so dominated by females.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: So, as a male living in this world, sure. um, What and how do you navigate that uh, gender dynamic or the gender norms that then this field kind of portrays? Or
1: yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean, and you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. It's not. It's not popular for for men to 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 practice i mean that's just an honest truth i mean um you know especially in the south i i can't really um go into a a bar and and strike up a conversation with joe blow about college football and you know the latest ufc fights and all that i mean that's fine if if that's their thing whatever but you know i'd much rather talk about um large concepts and, and, you know, (laughs) things like that. So it's not, it's not a popular choice, but I can tell you having been on the other side where it's all ego driven and I want to be the richest, most well-known male in my circles, blah, 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 that it's, it's so much better. It's so much more freeing. It's so much more expansive. Um, So it's, it's definitely there. And you know what? I will never complain about all my circles being full of women. Like, this is great. You know, that's fine. I'm cool with it. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: how have your practices let you step into your power more and your truth?
1: Mm, That's a wonderful question. Wow. I love that. Um, you know, it has developed a faith that a, a faith and a trust in, in, in my knowing. So I think that we all deep down know our, our mission and our purpose and our true strength, our true nature. I think we know it. I think a lot of times we forget it. But I think the more that we practice, the more that we are mindful, the more faith we create, the more trust we have to, to let those things flow through us. Instead of trying to control it, to try to, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm a type A personality. So, uh, my, my personality nature is to try to control everything and, and, you know, okay, I'll let this out at this time or blah, blah, blah. But you know, with a mindful practice, you really do just learn to trust and say, okay, that wants to come through me right now. And I'm going to allow that to happen. And once you do that, really some miracles really start to unfold and manifest. It's an, it's really incredible
0: what are some of the miracles or transformations that you've seen as a result?
1: Mm, Sure, so, one of, (laughs) there's quite a few, and I'm laughing about it because it's so much fun. This is a fun (laughs) lifestyle. Um, So, a lot of things that come to mind are, you know, I will, in the mornings, I do my my rituals and and all that, and and I'll reach out to somebody and whoever's on my consciousness or whoever's on my mind, and I'll reach out to them and say, hey, you know, you popped up today. Is everything okay? Or um, what can I do for you? And and more often than not, I promise you, people are saying, I was just thinking about you. This has happened X Y Z, um, and so there's like this connectedness to other people, to other situations, um, that that just seem like miracles but i i i'm hesitant to use that word now because it's almost expected like miracles are expected now (laughs) you know what i mean like you know what i mean like that's that's commonplace now i just think i'm
0: expectant that something big and beautiful will happen and unfold. yes
1: that everything is happening in in a on a beautiful timely infinitely um conscious way that that's just it's just really cool to watch it orchestrate you know what i mean
0: Yeah, and so when you have these daily rituals, what do they look like?
1: Yes, so I am a morning person. I absolutely believe in the sacredness of the morning for me. I know that's not for everybody. Um, So I wake up at 5.30 or 6 every day, and I begin with meditation. Then I move on to prayer. Then I move on to affirmations and visualizations, and then I am ready for my day.
0: And what happens with the days when those don't happen?
1: Oh, you know, if I go a couple days without doing that, without staying in, in consistent with that, I feel the difference mentally. I feel it in my energy. Um, it is definitely a non-negotiable for me. If If I miss it, it is because... It is something out of my control because it is a night and day difference. The way I negotiate and the way I move through my day is so different. Um, it It's just not even worth it.
0: What helps you to get back on track?
1: Remembering what it feels like when I do do it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that freedom. Right, exactly. It's just that that ease in which I move through the day when I do it Um, When I don't do it, it's it's like going against the current. It's just, it's much more arduous.
0: Feels forced or pushed.
1: Yes, yes. Great way to put it. Absolutely.
0: So when life happens, right? Because life has probably happened since your mid-20s and you started the mindfulness practices. You have pain, you have obstacles. How do you move through them differently now as a result of these practices?
1: One thing I definitely do is I take the time to come back to the present you know before before I started my practice when when life would happen I would go on you know what I'm talking about one of those um, infinite loops of this is a disaster and you know you just keep making it worse and worse and worse in your mind and you're telling yourself story after story and it's just you know terrible I mean it's literally hell like that is hell but now when life happens, I can take a moment and breathe, come back to myself, come back to the moment and have a deep understanding that this is happening. I don't have control of it, but I'm not adding fuel to the fire, the, the fuel of imagination and stories on top of it. Do You know what I mean? Like the actual situation may be the same, but it is so much less ferocious without my imagination or mind playing into it.
0: Yeah, just the ruminations and the chasing of the negative.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So how would you describe your life at this point?
1: Beautifully impatient is how I would honestly describe where I'm at right now. I've I'm I'm loving life. I'm I'm very grateful for life, but I am definitely um now I'm talking about my personality, not my true self, but <laughs> <laughs> my personality is very um, impatient because I can so clearly see my mission, my purpose um, and and where I would like to go. Um, and so I'm just ready for that. And I'm, th- that is completely, you know, um, where it's at. But I'm I'm definitely much more able to to exercise gratitude and an appreciation while I'm waiting.
0: Yeah. Ready to level up, but not there yet.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yep.
0: How has mindfulness influenced parenting?
1: It's, it's a, it's a must to be honest with you. I, I, I don't think I could do it without mindfulness. I don't think that I could, I'm talking about me if if a parent chooses not to that's fine. Um I don't think that I could be the parent I want to be without mindfulness. I lose my temper still, obviously. I Poor still people, right? yeah, yeah, I'm still human and everything, but the way in which I communicate with my son um is much different than I than I would have for sure. I definitely allow the space and time and honor his development much more than I would have before. Do you know what I mean?
0: So then how is it also just, you know, I think as a parent myself, I've noticed um, our attention just being kind of pulled in so many different directions, right? Like right. I think that they talk about the currency of attention. mm Um, which I find fascinating because it truly is something that whether it's through social media, whether it is through TV shows, uh, Game of Thrones recently, um, anything that there is this currency of time and attention that is so easily captured and captivated. Um, and as a parent, then wanting to be present, but also feeling pulled in all these different directions with my attention being kind of sought after what brings you back to the present with your kid with your son playing or um even just coaching him with his emotions or how do you do that
1: sure so i so if i'm with him i can i and i'm losing my temper or something like that something negative i really do come back to my breath and and my bodily sensations um but if he is you know, as parents, sometimes we forget about experience over efficiency, meaning I catch myself a lot just trying to be efficient instead of honoring the experience that he's having. Um, I try to just place myself in his developmental stage. So, meaning if we have a birthday party to go to and, you know, I'm trying to be there at exactly the time it starts, but he's over here looking at this bug, I don't need to get angry and anxious and, and try to rush him off to be exactly on time. Um, I need to honor his curiosity, his, his attempt to understand the natural world and, and appreciate the natural world. You know what I mean?
0: Just to be able to experience it and play with it and have those novel moments, which I think sometimes I look at Kinley sometimes as she, my daughter, as she plays in the grass for the first time. I remember I recorded the a video of it and I was sitting there watching her playing with it. And I was just like, wow, when was the last time I experienced grass for the first time? <laughs> yeah. And just played with it. Like, this is just something that like we mow. This is something that I walk right. in. This is something, you know, we right. I know is green. I know the color green, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's just isn't something I have to think about. And so, um, yeah, similarly, I you know, just valuing the Moments of instead of pushing through and trying to make sure everything is done quote-unquote properly or right, right, right. Um, that I'm also honoring the space that she's in and what she's experiencing because it probably is one of the first.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And the work you're doing as a parent doing that is just, I mean, that echoes for generations. Do you know what I mean? The way The way that we allow them to experiment and explore and experience everything that you know they're they're going to carry that with them and move through their adulthood hopefully doing the same and if they choose to have children do the same you know
0: well it sounds like that same curiosity of kids that you were talking about finding and discovering in your 20s again Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to losing that curiosity and that you know engagement with the world around us being able to hold on to that and not lose that into all of those different stages of 18 and 19 and 20 in the mid 20s when right. you can so easily get lost but also have really novel experiences <laughs> yeah
1: that's for sure that's a great way to frame it I, I if anybody ever asked me that question i'm just gonna be like you know what i had some novel experiences <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious um so how does zen pig fit into parenting
1: so i think zen pig fits into any parents' home library, if they care about evergreen values, I don't care if they're Christian, Buddhist, Jewish, Muslim, if they value um, compassion, love, gratitude, you know, self-love, self-forgiveness, you know, I just think it's it's imperative for us to show children examples. Of that, You know, I mean, I know that when I had Noble, I was one of the I mean, one of the reasons I, I felt the need to, to create the book for him was because as a parent, I feel like there's there's two main categories of characters. I think there's ABC and one, two, threes characters and books and media. And then yeah. there's also like superheroes. And so, you know, I'm all for ABCs and one, two, threes. I'm for literacy. I'm for um knowledge in that way but i'm also for emotional intelligence and there there is such a deficit of children's media that teaches emotional intelligence you need you need intellect but you also need to nurture the emotional um side to to, you know there's a balance there and so that's yeah, I just feel like Zen Pig is, is one of, of many characters to come that are, are just gonna hold the hands of children and show them what a life infused with those values looks like.
0: Mark, what is emotional intelligence for those who may not be familiar with that?
1: Sure, emotional intelligence is the ability to identify an emotion within you um, as well as within others. And having the tools and skill sets to negotiate that terrain, because the, as we all know, uh, emotions and feelings are a uh, an interesting geography, right? There, there's ups and downs and valleys and jagged cliffs and everything else. And you know, I think it's very important to to show them the the highlands of compassion and mindfulness. Um, you know, those those are things that. That'll serve them forever.
0: Yeah, and show up in relationships again and again as they are able to yeah.
1: practice
0: and negotiate yes. and try to figure it out and make mistakes along with it and be angry and have those moments of overwhelm emotion, but yeah. come back to what they know is their practice, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Mm.
0: What teachers have influenced you the most?
1: Carl Sagan, Tara Brock. Jack Kornfield. Okay, I'm gonna name some people that aren't um, uh, necessarily in that realm. Tony Robbins. I know he's polarizing, but I absolutely love him. Elon Musk, huge person for me. Um, you know, yeah, Eckhart, of course, in back to the other realm. Um, yeah, those are those are the people that I I look to really hard right now. Tim Ferriss. Um, you know, I just really try to have all my inputs be of the positive nature, meaning who, who do I want to be like? Okay, cool, like, Bring put those into my consciousness. Do you know what I mean?
0: Have your attention be to those things as yes. opposed to being drawn into other spaces that it could be.
1: Yeah, being intentional about my inputs. Do You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, like where people are trying to capture your attention or seek your attention that you yeah. are being very intentional about where you're willing to spend that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So where could our listeners begin if they were interested into stepping into some of the mindfulness practices that you're talking about today?
1: Um, on their own personal journey? Like where could they go? Yeah. Um, so I like to... So, so I get a lot of questions from people asking me, like, where to start a journey. And I always recommend a few books and, you know, try to send books to people. Um, and I'm going to say this title, but it really is not religious in any way. Uh, Buddhist Boot Camp by Timber Hawkeye I think is a wonderful way for people to, to, to just get a glimpse of what a life uh, in that um, – philosophy looks like so I think Buddhist boot camp would be a great book to read if you could literally read two pages a day and you'll get a glimpse of it um, you are here by Thich Nhat Hanh masterpiece on presence um, and I would say start there start there those are real simple and chill and, and really accessible
0: And what about for parents who are trying to build these practices with their kids more?
1: So the first thing they need to do is get Zenpick. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, No, it's fine. No, no. Zenpick is a great resource. uh, Thank you. Um, Yeah, I would say allowing their children, honoring their children's curiosity, their natural, their natural talent to look at something and see wonder to see magic to see the miracle of what it is you know they haven't they're not burdened with the filters of utilitarianism like adults are you know they're not worried about efficiency they're worried about experiencing and feeling and seeing in a deep way um everything so just please give your children the space and time and and you know just just let them be kids
0: yeah just let them be kids, I love that. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think that one of the funniest moments that happened the other day, Mark, I gotta share it with you. So yep. Kinley had her first, and I don't know how to pronounce this, is it an acai bowl, acai, I don't know. Oh it's, yes, uh, yes,
1: yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, I just it, think acai, I don't know if that's right or wrong. Acai, maybe,
0: yeah. I have no idea. There's many different ways. So sure. she had her first one, it had cacao in it and strawberries, all the good things. Mm and honey and granola and all the amazing things. So we sit down and we're hanging out with our friend, Emmy from Interlight Yoga. And she has this thing where she points her two fingers and she'll dip it in just to like, see if she, she's like, let me figure this out. Let me see if I like this. (laughs) So she does that and then she keeps doing it. And then she starts painting herself with it, and then oh, starts painting awesome. mommy with it, and it becomes this not only edible thing, but something that <laughs> strawberries and chocolate become living all over her. <laughs> and I had to take a picture. You can go to the Instagram and find it. It was hilarious. Oh my the gosh! Girlfriend had it all over her. So by the time we got home, right, like she needed a bath um, in order to not go to bed sticky and get right. the strawberries and chocolate all over everything, but yeah just firmly believe in being able to experience our world because that we lose that um we lose that curiosity we lose that what does this feel like what does this do what other ways can i use this um and i think that part of that is you know innovation comes from that innovation comes from when we see something and we're like oh wow it can be used in a different way stepping outside the box and I become then inspired by her because I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that or didn't think that it could be played with like that. A binky. She doesn't use like a binky or like, you know, a pacifier. She chews on the side of it as a teether because that's (laughs) her special self. So, you know, I think that as parents, in my experience so much of the time, if I allow her to just be curious with Mm -hmm. her world and show me how she wants to play with the things or use the things... As long as it's safe, you know, it inspires me Mm -hmm. to think outside the box and to um, just be curious about the boxes I've put myself in Mm -hmm. and where I can, you know, step out of them.
1: I love that. I'm so glad you shared that with me. That's awesome. Absolutely. Such a
0: hot mess. (laughs) 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 Well, Mark, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Where can our listeners find more about you?
1: Oh, I am honored. Um, so any adults out there that um, enjoy messages of compassion, love, gratitude, honoring yourself, you can follow me on Instagram at Mark of the Cosmos. And if you're interested in following Zen Pig, you can find him on Instagram at Zen Pig Book or just go to the website at, at www.zenpigbook.com.
0: Thank you so much, Mark.
1: Thank you, really. I really appreciate this.
0: Thanks, guys, so much for joining us today. That was Mark Brown with ZenPig. As always, you can visit our website and find out all of the resources and things that he mentioned. Check him out at ZenPig or Mark of the Cosmos online. As always, you can find our show notes and resources that have been mentioned throughout the episode on our website at www.abrethofreshaw.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at A Breath of Tune in next week for our next episode. Also, have to give a huge shout out to our Nashville based musician, Brendan Mayer, performing Starting With You. Both him and his father, Peter Mayer, have a new record out called Long Story Short. It's available for purchase on iTunes this week. Please go and look for it, it is absolutely amazing.